Rats, rats eat eggs. Hello, everybody. This podcast is Lava. My name is James Font, and welcome to part two of our interview with Robert Hosteller. Enjoy. Yeah. And I think that if, if, if your fans are at that point, um, you not feeding into what they want might be what they need to grow them. Like, true. To move on themselves. <laughs> and the thing with, with, I coughed right when I started. Like, the thing with a lot of changing content is you obviously will change as a person throughout the years or months. Something could happen in your life that personally affects you. Right. And so that will completely change your content. And you will lose some followers and gain new followers. The weird thing yeah. with that is how public everything is now. Oh, yeah. So even like the when people are really talking about their mental health or like using it as maybe a crutch or not using it as a crutch, whatever it may, the case may be, it's all public now. And you're kind of saying about, I can't remember exactly what you said. Cause when you left and came back, I lost my train of thought. Like it just went over there. You somewhere. walked through a metaphorical doorway. I did. But just like looking back when I was a kid, I did um, a tiny bit of journaling. Mm-hmm. And I re- remember just even when I cleaned out my room and moved out, I found one of my old journals and I read through it and I was like, I know that what I wrote was genuine for the moment, but I'm so glad that no one ever read that because looking back on it now, I'm like, that was, I didn't see this and I didn't see that. Like 2020 hindsight really brought clarity to the situations that I was struggling through as a, you know, teenager. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really glad that I never publicly was like on Facebook, like you're glad they this. weren't Instagram entries. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, because, yeah. And well, so if, I think nowadays a lot of that goes out there. Like your journal is now public forums. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have a, a diary that you keep underneath your mattress. Yeah. And which there's, I never there's did, good but... and bad things about that. And I think that it's dangerous to continually publicize every little detail. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, one of the good things about journaling or having that record is to, Sometimes it's hard to realize that we actually did grow up. Yes. Um, in a sense. Like we tend to remember instances um, through the lens of how we felt when we were that age. Mm-hmm. Let's say something yeah. happened to you when you were 14. Like your 22-year-old self is still thinking in some odd way of a 14-year-old. But when you look at a 14-year-old now, you don't view yourself as being that young. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. It is it is good to be able to look back and see progress. Yeah. And well, even if even maybe not progress. Not like in pa- seeing it from a different me, yeah. The progress yeah. I had was how few of bug carcasses I kept inside of a little box in my bedroom. <laughs> good deal. I don't know what that means. <laughs> a pastor I was listening to a, a sermon and he said if you can't look back a year and say, wow, I was an idiot back then about at least one thing. He's like, you're not growing. Yeah. Because every, he said he was 30 years old. He said at 26, he said, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was so smart. He said at 27, I looked back and go, wow, I didn't know anything. He said, then at 28, I looked back and said, wow, I really didn't know anything. But the crazy thing is if you don't have that optimism, of how good you are. Like, oh, yeah. if you it's, think, it's okay, a balance. You're, you're, it's definitely yeah, a balance. You gotta, a balance. Be, it's, it's, you gotta be humble, but you also have to be competent. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a difference because you can be, what's, it's not confident when you, like someone who's a douchebag. Ego? <laughs> arrogance? Arrogant. There's, yeah. there's a difference between arrogance and confidence. You can be very confident. Inside. Just what we were talking about, the, the people who, who are act country and the people who actually are country, the people who are country are confident. They don't need to boast. And be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a country. Yeah. But the people who are arrogant and thinking that they need to, this is such a horrible example, but it's one we just were talking about. People that need to boast that they're country have to really, really loudly in your face tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's cool. It's important to think about too. You need to have the like, self-awareness to look back and go, wow, right. I wasn't amazing. But also be forgiving because, yep. and I, I'm not trying to like, like, trounce on what you just said at all i'm just kind of adding to it i it's hope comp- i'm just saying but you're re-saying yeah. it in a different way confident well, you gotta have confidence in yourself but when you look back and you see mistakes you made you have to understand that you made decisions with the information you had at mm-hmm. that time it's the same thing with easily judging um 
like past generations for the mistakes. Like, oh, why did why did that gener- whole generation make that choice? Why did all like, the Germans in nineteen? Why did my parents raise me a certain way? <laughs> they did it with the information that they had and with the best analysis that they, they had. thought Pluto wasn't yeah. a planet for a while. Like, for instance, a biblical reference. Like, how long were the Israelites in the desert? Like, why wasn't someone saying, "Dude, we saw that mountain yesterday. Why are we back here?" Like. 40 years, it's not that big of an area. Because it was God going, so... <laughs> you, like it, it, I gave you a chance! You done messed up, Aaron! You saw all these miracles, and then you saw giants, and went, no, we're not, we're scared, we're not doing that. He's like, okay, fine, be that way. You're in the desert for 40 years now. But yeah. Because that's how God talks. Completely get what you're saying. Everything's about. All right, next subject. But- <laughs> Sorry, Silas. Sorry, uh, you do have to look at, like, sorry, this is just about You're that. You're fine. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily, I don't know, I don't know how factually true this would be, but you do have to take into consideration, like, Nephilim in the time, uh, you know, like, the, the... A highly controversial were, subject. The people that were, like, born from angels being with, in the biblical sense, women and having children, and then they would grow to be enormous beings. Have you ever heard of that whole theory? No? Um, so who so was like, having sex with who? The fallen Angel, angels. The fallen angels oh, having I've, sex with like. I've sort of yeah heard there. Like, there like, are people that believe it. People that don't. It's, people that believe that it's like a whole so they make big babies. Be. Yeah, like they're Supposed essentially yeah. like demigods, but not really. They're the, just like the line of Anak that Goliath was said to be from. Um, there's people that suggest that this has to do with some sort of like. Um, demonic or origin essentially mm-hmm. like a fallen angel and they mingle with the human women and then out comes this like spawn of the devil essentially these giant men who are super strong and um the the counter argument to that is that when they say the when they talk about these fallen angels or sons of god i think is the exact translation like son the sons of god mingled with the the daughters of men or something like that the other translation was that these were like um, fallen children, like um, children of Adam and Eve or like children of their descendants that then strayed away and that the children that they had ended up like becoming evil. And so it became like a, an evil line like, of people that, that just all chose bad lifestyles yeah. out there. It's a, it's an interesting yeah, topic. I've researched a little bit and I always find it fascinating because it's one of those things you'll never know. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things where you're like, it's cool. I mean, it doesn't change my faith in God at all. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have. It, it's not what saves me. But right. it's interesting to research and like learn about. And not, it's one of those well, things that people just like be like, "You're one of those crazy people that thinks the Nephilim about, are real." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't judge me, bro. Get to know me first. Come on. But like, you got to think of like they saw that and they probably heard, probably maybe different versions of that where it could have been as simple as it's just a line of from Adam and Eve that just like strayed, mm-hmm. or it's like. These people are huge because their parents are, they have an angel parent and a freaking human parent. And so there's just some kind of cross between the right. two and they can just like obliterate you. And even if that was like, say like so a like le- it, like So like that's why I, I'm like, I, yes, they're dumb because God has a promise for them. But if I were in their shoes and I saw a dude that was huge. He parted the sea and it was dry land. There was a pillar of fire as the like, God presence. Yes. And they looked like, at them and went, James, I'm scared. You have the beginning focus, and the end to look at. Oh, I know. They only had the experience they were having right then and there. Next meme. So I'm just saying. No, like, good talk, bro. Like, you're right. Like, I understand you're like, oh, you of little faith. But at the same point, you were in their shoes. We do that. You can see that without even a biblical context throughout human history where where people will do something amazing and then like the next minute they're doubting themselves, whether it's militarily or someone as an inventor, any, even in your individual lives, there are moments you just came out of something you're like, crap, I own that photo shoot. I'm amazing. Next photo mm-hmm. shoot comes up. Dang it. I'm a terrible photographer. I can't do this. Yeah. You, you see it's like it really out pulling it. out off something really good and even getting public acknowledgement for it, but still, um, wondering second guessing knowing even the basics of it right yeah right i completely understand that human psychology me writing an entire api that invoices a bunch of stuff and then 
having to change the background color for an, an object. I'm like, do I remember how to do this? <laughs> go to go to wixschool.com or whatever that uh, you codes. You freaking leave. Codes. What is that? <laughs> three, three. W3 schools. W3 schools, yeah. How I, I, do it use, I do use school. it often. I use a lot of different sources, though. Yeah, fair enough. Anywho, but yeah, so this, that's just something interesting about that that I just now like thought it was like, oh, maybe they probably thought they were like Nephilim or something like that. And so they're like, oh, gosh, well, the desert's better than fighting these guys. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Crazy thing. So, sorry, this is still with the Nephilim stuff, but I just heard about it uh, the other day. Um, supposedly, when David fought Goliath, when he went and gathered five smooth stones but only used one, and this is like a, this was a sermon on like uh faith based not like that kind of thing um supposedly he didn't grab five stones cuz he thought he would miss he grabbed five stones because there were five giants goliath had four brothers with him and so he figured as soon as he slayed goliath he'd have four other giants to slay hmm. so it wasn't a matter of like oh i doubt my capabilities it was a matter of once i do, once i get this guy I'm going to have other guys to fight. I want to know the, not to, not doubting at all. I want to know, the, I really want to know the source to that because that'd be, I don't recall that from the original story. But yeah, I wonder if that's something from something that's like theologically based or something like that. I, wonder, like, I don't know if it's like from biblical text or mm, from like extra biblical text think, from the times because there's. I think extra biblical text from the times. I'm not quite sure. But one of the, uh, I think they said, or, or there's something. I'm like sure there'd of, be history on how they fought at the time. True. Yeah, um, and you probably wouldn't just send one big guy out there if without you, other. Like, yeah. if you've got four, why only send one? Like, yeah, it makes sense to be the yeah. most domineering that you can. Yeah, but so that that was kind of like their, I guess their thing is. I do find the concept of giants, whether you know demigods or just like. Have you a, seen NBA basketball? Yes, but but as a race of people, but as a race of people, not just as an anomaly, that sounds. I mean, and I know that there is some evidence for it, but, but is there any evidence on how big they were? It varies, and a lot of people are still skeptical. Like, there's there have been um, there have been finds of like entire families or like entire villages of like nine to twelve feet tall, like huge people in mm-hmm. in North America within the past. So many years. I literally just watched a video on this, and that's kind of why it's so fresh in my brain. Um, but this one guy that I watched a video on, I don't remember, so I apologize for not being able to give uh, sources for this, but he kind of talked about, he's like, I don't necessarily believe that there were giants. I believe that there is, like, the idea of giants, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's like, part of the reason why we may not know much about giants or have met, like, many facts about it... Is because they're Bigfoot. Is, well, no. <laughs> is because... Um, we do have some record of like giant skeletons being put into museums before like the turn of like the 20th century late 1800s and then generally. there was like this government thing that went through and all of these museums had to destroy all those skeletons hmm. and get rid of them and these are like things that they that like we have found throughout living here in North America um well think of how many art- at least just artifact base wise how many artifacts were destroyed Art, um, museum, just uh, art, books, history <gasps> during Nazis. Sorry, from, well, from various. Well, so like yeah, from a lot I guess, of that's, wars. That's, that's the, the most recent, the, I guess. The, 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 the library recent. of Alexandria burned by Christians, burned by Romans. <laughs> no, sorry the the remnants of the Library of Alexandria was burned by Christians. Oh, okay, that, that's yeah. the second Idiots. most recent <laughs> well, extinction. We should we should also mention that they were really bad examples if they were christians at all they were under the guise of christianity but they ended up burning the second library of alexandria Mm -hmm. um the catholics burned all of the mayan texts they were quite non-resistant is what you're saying yeah you know what sucks that's crazy so it's like the the destroying of sorry the destroying of the library of alexandria could have potentially set humankind back a thousand years or more at least yeah there's, there... Because what they did is anytime a ship would come in, it was in Egypt and, and it was like right next to a harbor. So every time, yeah, every time a, a ship would come in, I they'd commandeer like all of like the blueprints and any kind of books they have and they'd have like a master scroll or scribe, mark it down, like make a copy of it and give the sailors or whoever had the book or blueprints or anything, they'd mm-hmm. give them the copy and then keep those copies. And it was said that they had anywhere from 
uh, 500,000 to 700,000 yeah. different blueprints and scrolls and stuff. So it was like that this huge crazy. database of knowledge. Yeah. And, to and think no one knows that, what it really looks like either. And to think that the remnants of that were then destroyed. Were they destroyed. And like, so that what I was saying earlier was um, that when the Catholics came in and conquered the Mayan culture, which the Mayan culture is the longest existing empire in world history. Yes. So I want to say 900 year reign down in like Central and South America. I think Central primarily. But anyways. The Queen of England is almost there. <laughs> years and years and years she's of their... gonna she's gonna be the first single leader <laughs> like individual right oh my gosh <laughs> um so like all their texts religious scientific their wooden tablets all these things gathered and burned yep. all their histories not just like oh there's a religion we need to wipe out their history books were wiped out burned yeah. in a pile by all the catholics um, and well, when I say all the Catholics, the the Catholic members that went there, I'm not trying to bash Catholicism. No, we're means, totally bashing Catholicism. Sure, why not? Um, but they <laughs> went kidding. there, and we're okay with bashing Catholicism. I do know, though, unfortunately, <laughs> these these scenarios where like um groups of it is unfortunate though, where groups of religious people do something that sets back human history or sets back like a culture, because then people will point to it and be like, well, look at what your faith did. Yeah. They burned the second library of Alexandria. They burned all of the Mayan histories. And you kind of have to take that in as part like, of a bad history and also be like, yeah, you kind of, it's, it is a thing. It's, it's something you have to have a, um, you have to ex- accept it, but you also have to understand like people make their own choices. So just because, say a Christian or someone who claims to be a Christian does an awful thing does not make all Christians yeah, no. wrong. Are you a YouTube comment? Leaving. Not being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm it's so just, tired. It's just like that's that's anytime I see some stupid Christian thing or like the the huge evangelist pastors, not saying all of them are bad, but a lot of them a lot of a lot of money grubbing guys are evangelist pastors. The richer the pastor, the closer you need to look at what a they're... A tube full of demons. A tube full of demons. Oh, that was just great. Right? That was terrible. Kenneth Copeland is the one that said it, yeah. And so we watched... He guy. is an awful, 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 awful person. He's quite fast. Anyways, but anytime someone posts something like that, like I really like... There's the YouTuber Sam was talking about, Leon Lush, he talks about it, and he says, I'm not saying... He's like, atheists and Christians can probably agree that Kenneth Copeland is not a cool guy. <laughs> and we're like, yep. Everyone in the comments section. We agree with that statement. He's not a cool guy. Do you guys comment on YouTube? I do occasionally. Occasionally. I very rarely. I just recently started what about you? liking YouTube I don't videos. get involved in YouTube comments. I don't, I don't even read them unless I just want to be entertained for a I bit. read them while I watch the I video, read, especially if it's I, controversial. So, the comment sections that I read are PewDiePie's comment sections, but that's just because they're all memers, so you'll see some funny stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, and I will make a comment on a video if I either enjoyed it or had a question to the creator of the video or something like that. I will I sometimes never... just comment just to comment so it gives them another comment, which actually helps them in the algorithm. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about it. I that. do that, and I like it. If I enjoy their content, yeah. I will comment and like it just to give them another thing to help boost them the one the point zero 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 point percent just never mm-hmm. dive into like a comment war oh i've done it it's fun i've tried people it. said it was dumb for getting married one time you are though i mean really gosh you're such a stupid idiot i mean i really am dumb just coming under the woman's authority <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> by the way where are your wives home mine home. is at her in-laws my in-laws I never see them anymore. Did you say you're dating? Yes. He's actually dating my wife's sister. Oh, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. We How's have, that we, going? Well, as far as I know. How is that going? Fantastic, actually. The best it's probably ever been. That's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. On that subject, are you, are you interested in anyone? No. No. Or what do you mean? I, 
Humans? <laughs> Humans. Yeah. <laughs> we know you like chickens, but those don't count. Do you do you find Do you fancy anyone in a relationship? No. Okay. Um and it's probably gonna sound very weird. No. It won't. Um No. Not. Like most people think that's very selfish. Um but I don't really feel the need that I need to explain everything to them. Like yeah, I don't feel fair. that they yeah. Uh, being selfish is why I don't have kids, so I understand being selfish. Oh, okay. And, and yeah, you should really work on that. I really should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but James, have you ever considered like having kids? Because you're married for like a couple of years now, and like the I, whole point of it your is, I mean, you, are gonna dry this up isn't and just for fun. You, you gotta, you know. I had a guy tell me it was like he he. I'm I'm a plumber, and so I go door door to door, and I look like I'm 12, and so the guy was like, just ask me questions, and he's like, ah. Oh, I said, yeah, I'm married. And he's like, oh, cool. Do uh, you have any kids? I said, no, we don't have any kids yet. He's like, oh, well, that sometimes just happens. I'm like, well, we've been married for three years, and it hasn't just happened. So we're Oopsie doing poopsie. something, right? It's like, you know, paying attention to literally anything. Yeah. Anyways. And, and yeah, like I, I that's, respect that's, an answer like that because I think it's easy for people to be like, you're not doing things the way that I would want you to do them. How you're not you? interested in someone right now and you're 26. What the frick is wrong with you, man? Come on. You should be married with 12 kids right now. What? Yeah. Especially from, I'm assuming, the Mennonite. From a from a religious uh, background, yes, they definitely. Most like, of, whoa. See, I think you guys are you guys are crazy young to be married. Like, oh, we're crazy young. In, we understand we're in crazy like young. In like a non-Mennonite in, okay, situation. Not in non-Mennonite. Because a lot of my, my the kids I went to school with, um, like some of them have four kids already. Like yeah, they were all married... The majority of them were married at 19, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I was married at 19, and we both realized we'd... Something that a lot of people told me when I was getting married was, you need to figure out who you are first. You need to do all this stuff. And I was like, yes, I, I think I know who I am enough to get married. And I don't think having a wife is going to hinder me in figuring out who I am. Well, there's 40-year-olds who have no idea yeah, who they are. So, 10 abs- kids. I like, think that's, that's absolute bullcrap. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I, but something that now, does... Now, if you were 15... That yeah. is a little yeah. dumb because or, you're an illegal adult. Or you can't support yourself. Yeah. Here's another example. There's a logistics to that. <laughs> James, even if you... Let's say you didn't quite... like. Okay, we all do growing. So, like, I got married super young, and I don't feel like I was super confident in, like, quote-unquote, who I was. And... I'm still growing into that. I'm still growing into confidence. He but grew last night. He did. Exactly. The people that the people that like make that judgment on you saying like you got to find yourself. You were working two jobs and making a crap load of money at 19. <laughs> yes. Well, but the point is like there's a difference between like compared to where I was at. Somebody maybe. your age, older, it doesn't matter and I could look at them and see an immaturity level that would say don't get married, you're not ready to be yeah. there. I think maturity is important, but you'll always be changing. You'll always be growing. Sam so is also the person who said I wasn't mature one time. <laughs> you see this? See this? See this? This is us holding it over your head. I think there's 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 plenty of times where we make immature decisions. I said a long time ago. Sorry. No. Married we, or unmarried. Yes. Doesn't really matter. It's just being married, you have a little bit of responsibility. Yeah. You have a lot it's, of responsibility yeah. because you have... Another person relying on you. You have another person relying on you. And what most people try to throw in your face as you being selfish is is simply you're not interested in the things they are. So therefore, right, yeah, right. they feel insecure about it. And I, like my wife, she's interested in doing art and things like that. And I'm interested more in doing this. And something that's really helped our marriage a lot is she... Her goal, which this is really old-fashioned and people don't really know how to react to it, she all she wanted to do growing up was what she knew she wanted to do was get married and support her husband. That She didn't have a career idea. She didn't necessarily... She wanted to support the husband? That's what she wanted to do. Just support him in whatever he, whatever he wanted to do. And that's what she does. She, As I said at the beginning of this podcast, this equipment costs like 800 to to $1,000. Mm-hmm. And with uh, software and things like that, it's just I'm throwing money at it, and it hasn't made me anything. It's not going to make me anything for a long time, maybe two or three years, four years, or never. Yeah. And she's supported me in that. She supports me in everything I, I want to do within reason, of course. And it, 
that has been part of our marriage and she doesn't necessarily have to have me like art and have to do art with her and she I don't I've tried to make her like playing video games and tried to make her using like tried to make her to like using electronics it was a horrible sentence she gets mad at the laptop because it doesn't load fast enough okay it's just the way she is and she gets mad at her phone if it doesn't do exactly what she needs or if it freezes for two seconds and so she's just not a technology well, she person. She sounds like a, the type of person who feels and experiences with her hands. She's a very emotional driven person and I'm a very logical person. Which is, she's a very artsy and very, cre- she's a creative. She's definitely a creative and I am more business mindset of I want to do this and I, I feel like I do an okay job at it. Mm-hmm. And she supported me and everything in that, and I support her in her business ventures. In, in fact, here I'll give you a card. Oh, and, sure. And some would but say that that's a good. It's a good balance. balance. I think it's a good balance to like counteract each other. Could you just consider moving to Ohio and <laughs> staying here permanently? You'd make a f- great fourth edition, like yeah. to this podcast. That would be so much fun. Yeah, well, you have experience with chickens. We and have experience with chickens. We have it. Yeah, he's got a hundred live ones. <laughs> yes. Ha- have you ever seen a hundred live chickens? I have had in three. One place. <laughs> yeah. And remember, I, I just like killed all the rats. Like, yeah, we had like a no, hundred yeah, chickens. He's like, yeah, we had a chicken farm. It was like roughly at one point, like it was like man, I don't know, forty thousand. I was like, what the frick? Well, <laughs> there are that the, many chickens on this it's planet. It's one of those things where you you don't want to sound conceited, so you try oh, no. to break it in slowly. Yeah. But that can then sometimes go the other oh, way. Yeah. See, something something that w- I think we all are very good at is if you're succeeding, we're right there cheering you, cheering oh, with yeah, you. No. Because there are, there are so many once. people. There's so many people that are like, "Oh, you're doing better than me. You suck." <laughs> like, no, that's stupid. Yeah, you should cheer, really like, cheer on people. Yeah, it's like, I'm not insecure yeah. that I make the least out of all three of us here. Sounds like you're insecure about you being the least. No. Make as in, are you turning money around? wise? Money, money wise. <laughs> yeah. Sam, you make way more than minimum wage. You're fine. No, I'm. I'm joking. It was a joke. I'm fine where I'm at. He's not joking. He's lying. I do have a question. So yeah. in in creatives, I, I I see it in myself, um, where it would it would be easy to find myself like just not charging, yep. um, not working for free. Uh, and you run into that a lot with clients, not a lot, but especially people you grew up with because they, you know, you're good at, yeah, you're good at it. So why on earth would you bother charging me who you've known for it? You're good at it. Don't do it for free. No kidding. So I've, (laughs) there's a, there's a number of different, especially in the wedding industry because it's all DIY. Like so much is do it yourself. Yep. And I do understand that. And there's there's even people that I want to give a discount for, um, but I also think of if I know someone's good at something and they're my friend, like why on earth would I want them? Like I want to. Su- I don't like the You're, support it, thing because one of my friends, <laughs> one of my it, friends, yeah. has a leather. Um, they're a leather company in Kansas City, and he mentioned that someone kept referencing. Well, we just wanted to come support you, like. That's a good thing, but like, if you're not actually wanting our product, I don't product, need this, don't, but I'm yeah. giving you money for it to support. No, I don't. Yeah, want I your think money, that's then. one of those things that people say because they care, but you know, we don't always say the yeah. right thing. If if you if you have a product that your friend needs, like Sam, we didn't pay anything because he's part of the podcast, and as soon as ah. he's he's making triple what I'm making on this podcast, so for that zero logo, times three. So that's that's how we kind of say it. So when whenever we start making, he made a logo, and we're going to charge $100 to the podcast for the logo. Mm-hmm. So the second this podcast makes money, I'm getting paid first because I started it. And then he's getting paid $100 if we ever make enough money to pay all this off. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way we're doing it. But I, I was going to ask him to do a graphic design for my other podcast, and I was like, I'm too cheap for that. I'll make a crappy one of my own. Which fits the podcast. Not that your podcast is cheap. <laughs> it does, but like, no, like, I'm serious though. Like, again, I mean, in the again, same way, like, like, I would say like lower tier podcast. But not as good as this like, podcast is Lava you, Podcast. Like, I would almost compare it to like, okay, so you have like professional grade graphic designers and then you have ones that are like then you self-taught. Have Sam. In you have so like, are you self-taught or like. No, he went to college for it. But I'm, it, both. I'm, okay. I would actually say it's, it is kind of funny. I'm not a very good designer overall. Like there are much better designers out there, 
Um, photography is my more my. That's thing. your jam. Um, but I have the know how to work my way around a design, a layout, that kind of thing. So, um, all I know how I to made do my is, own, and I would never want to be paid. To yeah, be, like I don't enjoy it, so I don't. Right. Something that I think a lot of people deal with when they're making their own product is they don't they don't feel like it's professional enough themselves, and so they don't want to pay for it. They don't want someone else to pay for it. Because mm-hmm. like I, I do plumbing side jobs for people. and I'm pretty sure you actually told me you were paying me $100 for it. I, yeah, because you wouldn't charge me $100 for it. I would never. I wasn't going to charge you anything for it, I don't think. But I'm like, Sam, if I went, I, I talked to another graphic designer. And I said, hey, could you make a, a logo for our podcast? And they, should, they said, sure, it's $100. Send me all these. Th-. They were very professional about it, mm-hmm. and I knew them personally. And they sent me all these things like... Uh, what's a color scheme? What's your motivation for the podcast? What's this, this, and this? And I was like, I went a different route. I went with Sam. <laughs> um, Did you ghost him? No, I said, okay, I said, good. thank you for your services. I found somebody else. I'm ne- I never ghost anybody. Yeah, I, I try to treat people as I would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam wasn't going to charge me anything. I said, no, you are getting a hundred dollars when we when we make money on this because I'm doing this just for grins and giggles and I'm enjoying it and having a good time. And so, and since he's a part of it, I thought, hey, there's a perk. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I've learned doing plumbing, like I worked with a guy who was a third, he'd been doing plumbing for 36 years and owned seven of his own businesses. And at the time we were charging $85 as a plumbing company to do it. Do what? To do plumbing. Oh, okay. And... He said, people asked me to do side work. He was making $20 an hour, $23 an hour. And he said, but people, how did he explain this? He said, if I'm going to do side work, I'm going to be making double what I'm making at this company. He said, because if I'm just making time and a half or just charging what I'm making at the company, I could just work extra hours at my company. If I'm going to do work on my personal time, it's going to cost the customer a lot more. Mm -hmm. Don't undersell yourself. Like Olivia's done that with her books. She's like, I think that book in your hands is like $30. And some people, most people from Northwest Ohio would say, wow, that's really expensive. That's way too much. People in California don't care. Also, that was handmade. She spent, I think, two or three hours making that. Yeah. I get that a ton in weddings because... Um, Flowers are cheap. You just grow them. Yeah, you just grow I them. can go to Walmart. Sprout! I could have put that together. Like, and I'm not doubting you. You then could put have. it together and do it yourself. <laughs> then why'd you pay me? Well, it's they don't Check understand face. the um, logistics. They don't understand what goes into it. So, in a, a general way that a client experiences, you fill out the contact form. It comes to me. Um, even though I have a software that has the replies, they're they're automated. I have all I have to do is just hit the button. And they go through. I obviously personalize it a little bit. But you have a number of conversations via email before you actually, you know, make time to meet up. And it takes half an hour to drive or an hour. depends on where they are. And yeah. do you charge per hour for driving? Yes, I do. That's good. Um, and yeah. one of the reasons you that... you know, gas costs money. Yeah. Well, I cost money. <laughs> you cost money. Yeah. I cost well, money to get in my yeah. car and ride. This is your own personal the, the time. Thing, the you are wasting is, time where you could be doing something to yeah, per- say, be the, yourself. The big thing is, it's like, okay, so yeah, you could definitely do this on your own time or whatever. Like, you could definitely do this. Sure. But imagine doing this on top of working a 40-hour-a-week job. If I did this for free, I'd, I'd also have to have employment elsewhere. And that would make my weeks... 80, 90 hour weeks with no money coming from this other thing and I'm just working just to work. My personal you know, time is costs yeah. way more. So if you want me to do this and do it professionally and care about it, you'll pay me the price that I'm asking to yeah, make this it's of value cost. to me. Yeah. Anyways, as you were saying, so you, it's, it takes about a half hour to get some places. It takes some time to get there and then you spend an hour talking to them and getting to know them and understanding what they want and what they to get a feel for their wedding. Um, and then you have to, it takes sometimes about an hour or two to research. Um, I tend to have quite a bit of freedom with like I refuse to only take one photo and they say, I asked for 10 photos. It can be like 
It can be of a mug. It doesn't... Anything that tells me who you are as a person doesn't have to be flowers. So if they only bring one photo and it's a, a wedding bouquet, I, I, I know something's up. Like, there's no way that I'll recreate that even if I could. Um, so I try to spend, like, go super heavy on education on what I do and what makes it unique that I do. So they... And if they're not willing to trust me with that, like, to be honest, a very wide margin of, like, I can do basically anything I want. If they're not willing to trust uh, that and go with it, we're just not a good fit. Yeah. It's nothing to do with them. Like, that's not what I want to spend my time doing. So I'm, and that's part of the reason that I don't own a shop. I want to have a business that makes enough money that I can pay. Yeah, that I can pay my help double on what they would get at a local shop. And if you if you don't value our work enough to want to invest in that, that's okay. Um, but there's there's a million things that we could be doing on this earth. I have no intention of wasting it being at a price bracket that suits everyone. Yeah, and that's something that and that can sound very harsh to someone who has a small wedding budget. I understand. Like it's then go, go to, I couldn't yeah. like I couldn't walk into a Lamborghini dealer and expect them to lower a price. Like I understand I can't have that. But I think it has a lot to do with a lot with to do with social media. Like Oh yeah. I yeah. just <laughs> personal experience. I googled a Volvo SUV that I would love to have. Yeah. And it just kept showing up in my feed, you know, like things like that does. And pretty yeah. soon I started thinking, I imagined myself having it and not matching that up with how much I would have to spend for it. And I think yeah. that's what happens. They see a thousand photos every day of weddings on Pinterest and they start imagining themselves having just an $8,000 wedding when their budgets maybe for flowers is only 1500 Like... And yeah. that gap just keeps growing the longer that it goes. So, can we ask what your packages are? I don't have any packages. Okay, it's so more customized. It's, it's still customized because. What's the most expensive wedding I've ever done? Let's let's do that. Um, do you mind us asking that? No, I don't. Okay, um, it's business. Probably right. around a little over five grand. Okay, for the florals. Dang. Okay, so that's just just holy crap! How many Dang. how many pieces of. How many pieces uh, of how flowers? How many flower petals were <laughs> in that that's wedding? That's how I, I realized after I said that. I was like, that's a dumb question. Um, how many pieces how many flowers of dirt is that? were attached to each stem? How many flowers? That's a good question. Or was it the type of flower that made the price so, so high? So the type, the type of flower can depend. Like, there's a couple blooms. It was blooms. a Nigerian orchid. <laughs> there's a couple blooms that... Uh, there's some orchids that can... They can reach $100 a stem. Yep. Depends on when you buy I, them. I would just like to say this this hurts me a little bit because I still don't know. For my wedding, um, I took a cue from James's wedding. He had instead of like rice, his venue required him have a um something that's biodegradable and will not hurt yeah, birds. Yeah. So we, we made cones full of rose petals and we got the I forget where we got the rose petal. We got them from a local flower shop and they gave us a really good deal and we got like a thousand petals or it was it wasn't thousand. It was it was quite a few petals. Enough for at least 150 people with cones full of petals to throw at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I use that same thing. I Which rose- they took the, the petals out, ate them, and then threw the, threw the cones. cones. Yeah. yeah. Um, which you actually can't eat some flower petals, just so you know. Yeah, I know. Um, I've had desserts with flowers on them. Oh, nice. My mom was super into like edible plants. So Anyways, oh, that's yeah. cool. I yeah. love you. Um, I interrupted him, so no, you're no, interrupting you're good, you're good. him and me and him, and I'll I make, interrupted everybody. I'll make it quick. I just and, yeah, and then go, and, Sam. And um, so, <laughs> so I ordered. I went. I knew nothing. Went to a florist, and I ordered. I don't even remember what I said. I don't think that they were knowledgeable of like wedding venues of that type, where you'd mm-hmm. be ordering loose petals in that way. Um. Can you just sweep up after you after you're done with your flower shop and give me those? And so I don't even remember. Maybe I ordered like these are dead mouses. I gave them a cigar box that I had, and I said I would. I think like I would like this to be filled like uh, for whatever reason. I said this many rows, or no, I gave sorry, I gave them the cones, and I said these all need to be filled. And uh, okay, that 
I never. It was in a cigar box. That's where mm-hmm. my confusion came in. Um, but I never asked them a price. And all I know is that always ask a price, Sam. <laughs> I well, they estimate. Sorry, they estimated me a price, and it was cheap. And then all I know. Long story short, all I know is that my in-laws picked them up when they were complete for the wedding, and they were like. You ordered this many? Do you know how expensive that is? They weren't mad, but they were just like kind of shocked. And I was like, I thought I, I thought I made a logical choice there. I don't know how much it cost, but it sounded astronomical. You didn't. You, you. Oh, you they, didn't pay they, for it. Oh, they covered it. They, they were just like, it. oh, you know, we got that. Um, but it was. I think mm. it's yeah. The the challenging thing Sam's with weddings. a thousand dollars on rose petals. <laughs> it's a dollar a petal. The, the challenge. <laughs> The challenging thing with weddings is most people don't do it more than once. So you simply don't know. And the second one is normally a JP. Yeah, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, for... Do you still have the the card? What? The card from... The thank you card. From him. Oh, yes. Like, that one on that cover was around $550. Okay, now I need to look at the card because I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So it, it it just depends... And it does get to the point where it's not that you're like entirely paying for flowers because right. you can get it. So that. Yes. Um, and so it does, it does. And some people value that and some people don't. Right. And that's where you have to watch yourself as a florist. You Take can't, it. you can't be offended at people who just cuss and walk. Uh, because no, they because think you're really overcharging it, mm-hmm. and like they're not thinking of the logistics of all, everything that's going into yeah, it. They're anyway, thinking, so back to that, pretty flowers. It comes in in a box, so I have to spend an hour getting everything out, trimming the leaves off, putting it in water, and getting them soaking. So that's you do that, and then you lay everything out and you put it together. And there's other costs as far as then delivery, and it just adds up, and yeah. people don't understand. Um, so I think it's important to go heavy on the education side. Yeah. Really with anything. So people don't feel like you're trying to rip them off. It's really, yeah. that's, I think that's a common thing with personal brands, especially. Yes. Um, and with photography, even more well, especially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd even go so far being someone that works IT in a factory, like just them understanding the process that you have to go through individually to get what they want done. Like, it's not just as easy as me snapping my fingers or writing two lines of right. code. Like I have to get this approved by other people. I have all these other things mm-hmm. I have to do as well. On top of that, I've got 40 other requests that I have to do as well. I'll get to this when I can. Please don't get mad at me. I'm not doing nothing all day. You know, like yeah. it's so like with like with that, I always like whenever I get a request from like one of the floor workers, like I, I hate making people in the factory feel like I'm not paying attention to them because I know that IT has bad rep. So mm-hmm. essentially going on along with like them expecting like this snappy service, quality service at a lower price. It's just like having everything that they want done right here and now, like time efficiency mm-hmm. wise. It's like I always try and explain to them the process that I go through and I walk them through it and stuff just to let them understand. And it's right. one of those things I've built up. Yeah. I've managed to help Johnny really build up IT at, at corporate. Yeah. So like I, I get that. Educating your clients. And then the other tier is, yeah, a personal brand and them understanding um, in a way you, you're you not just paying for flowers because you could go to Walmart and buy flowers. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, you literally are paying for me to do them. Uh, and I put value on things that I do. So therefore, right, there will so. be people. Like, if you don't value... if That's what I've noticed... Um, in the growing part, if you're so, if you're like, if your price is low enough, they don't expect good work from you. Right. Have you ever seen the, the quality speed and price triangle? No, that sounds interesting. It's a really interesting, I can't think of it. If you want something quality and fast, it's going to cost a lot of money. Oh yeah. But if you want it fast and cheap, it's not going to be good quality. That and, is and brilliant. It, it's a great triangle, and yeah. a lot of trades use it because we're like, yeah, you can get a cheaper plumber. They might be able to do it fast. They're going to suck, 
and you're going to you're going to be calling us next mm-hmm. week. And it's important for any brand to decide where they want to be on that triangle and then knock it out of the park. Like Cuz you could be a, a bunch cheap of brand. Di- yeah, there's a bunch of things that we buy that we don't expect. And that will last. Yeah. We don't care if our plastic bags are we want those cheap. Like as a really weird example, you we're know, not even that irritated if they bust halfway across the parking lot because right. we know we're walking they out the store. Yeah. You're like, oh no, I put that square thing in here. Yeah, now if you would have had to pay two dollars for a bag and then it busts, then you go, oh, yeah, this bag yeah. broke. And I like what you were saying with like the personal brand. I, I've, um, I have some friends that have more. They're out in like Toledo as photographers and stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they talked about when they're constructing their brand is that. Along with educating people about, along with educating people about why they they charge what they charge, um, they create an experience to go with that. And like, just from getting to know you, like I can tell you love what you do, and you're going to add that like extra touch. I always budget a hundred and fifty dollars extra. Yep, that's a smart move. Yeah, just so that I. This is going to sound really bad. So that I can have the client feeling like I'm doing uh, things especially for them, even yeah. though I planned on it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which is... Oh, no. it's a yeah. very That's a great business strategy. We do it all the time when we do plumbing estimates. We, we overbid. So if we do get into the... If we... I totally butchered this. We overbid slightly like a hundred or two hundred dollars more in case we parts cost more parts or this or we run into a problem so that if we charge that price they're not going to be mad but if we are under they're happy yeah and that's Mm -hmm. that's you should always charge a little extra because crap happens yeah Yeah. and i especially in my field (laughs) and so people will come to you ideally for that service when you've constructed a brand that shows that you're going to go the extra mile in your brand so that when people come to you, they're actually expecting a price because they also then expect the result that they've come to know from your brand, right? which is difficult to do, especially starting out, but it's awesome when you achieve that with brand loyalty for one. And also just like, that's the great thing about social media. Come to think of it because you can really construct your brand however you want and promote it. How many, how many repeat customers do you have? I think there's one family where I did four daughters. Wow. Nice. But not repeat couples, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, going like, to say, I hope you don't get repeat so, couples. Well, know, I was <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you're in the business there's, to make sure they only have one. There's one that's been coming back the past five years. No, just kidding. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. Life but, every year. But families, uh, definitely, if mm-hmm. you hit it off with the mom or the parents, um, that's what I did. That's yeah. why I'm married. You you generally Hit it off with the mom. Yeah. <laughs> you generally uh the daughters like keep coming back. Yeah. Well, do you only do exclusively wedding florals or do you do like, I do others, things? but for the majority they're it's mostly well, weddings. Yeah, yeah, mostly weddings. Yeah. Because it gets to the point where there's no way that I don't keep florals on hand if I don't have any orders. That makes sense. So if someone wants Something tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah, tomorrow, then it's just it's just not a... just hardly happens. Doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't, don't put yourself in a situation where you have to continually keep... Yeah, and there's... I know the floral shops in Sedalia. Like, I refer work to them all the time. That's good. Um, yeah, and that we've, good. we've even compared notes, but their clients are not... Even wedding clients. Like, we've... Over the past year, we've went over and said, okay, is there any that we bid against each other and i think there's only been one um mm. so we're not reaching the same clientele. do you have any any clients on valentine's day um this last <laughs> this last year i took 10 and then after that i just said no i don't blame you hmm. yeah because they don't want to spend that much money were, were they local or was it something you had to send away yeah they were all local nice. i just say no because i don't want to work that I'm much sure. sure yeah i just yeah. wondered if there was if there was any way that you could actually make it role like somebody you know out of state let's say was like hey i want this valentine's bouquet if you were would actually- you send us flowers well that's something that i've been if um, we paid you there's you know, like a normal business <laughs> we, transaction no we expect 12 free pressed roses <laughs> every valentine's day for the next 12 years 
There's, and we will give you endless podcasts. Stickers. <laughs> there's a couple there's no. a couple florists who actually uh, send bouquets. And the only way that I would do it is if it was a wedding where they would if I could send, put it together and overnight it or ship it some way yep. creatively. Hmm. Uh, but I've never done it so far, but I'm I'm wanting to try it. All right, let's wrap it up a little bit. Let's start wrapping up. We're almost at three hours here. Sweet. That means so, that does it does not feel like three it does hours. not. This is no, the no, longest it's a very... podcast interview yet. We're gonna cut out forty minutes of it right off the top. Yeah, but so we talked about nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're leaving that part in. <laughs> Just that snippet, and then people will go like, "Wait, they cut out nipples? What?" Anyways. Can that be another thing that goes in? It's like we talked about nipples. Ratsy eggs. <laughs> if I remember all that, sure. James, cut this out. Because I got I to gotta edit this by next Thursday. Um, so, Robert, what, how was your first experience on a podcast? I really enjoyed it. All right. Do you think you'll, do you think you'll be back in the area? We can record again sometime? Yes, I would love to. Right, you'll follow just, up. Just awesome. hit us up. Yeah. It'd be so. awesome to actually hear, like, if you came back in, like, a quarter or yeah. even a year or what have you. Awesome we didn't to... even talk about like bad clients or no, anything. No, we didn't. No. <laughs> so there's there's so much more that we need to get into. We need another three hour podcast here. No. Or so. we could always do like <laughs> Skype calls and stuff like that. That would yeah, make that sure we could definitely do that. Too. We gotta get, figure out get how to get that mic. set up. Yeah. I know. I think I know how to do it. It's just at this point, if the person calling in doesn't have a good mic, it'll be crap audio. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So. So take one of these with you. So does yes, you like, can do that. <laughs> take four hundred dollars of his thousand. No, these are investment. these are literally sixty bucks. They're super cheap. And these they, mics, yeah, they come with a bunch of stuff. And you I have a, I have a mic that I use for gaming. That's it's like neat. on a boom mic. You don't want that one unless you have a good room that's insulated. These, um, you, it's a I'm just saying, mic. like, yeah. I, it's you. Mics it's are super USB. cheap. It's super cheap. Yeah. It's very, also, you don't need that. For the it. only reason we need this is because we have more than two. Oh, okay. Because these are actually so that—that's what I was essentially yeah. getting at—is the simplicity of mine. You would want something that has and these. These are these are USB mics too. Yeah, but anyways, any anything you want to plug? I don't think so. Other than thanking you for the opportunity and um, trusting that I wouldn't come to murder you. Oh no, I, <laughs> I, I, we would I literally you. didn't think of that until a couple hours before you came, and I was like. Huh, I just find a stranger in my house. Yeah, it'll be fine. Let's wrap this thing up. Thank you so much, Robert, for coming and joining us. It's this been, a, it's been an absolute it. treat to have you. Yeah, so really contact us next it. time. We'll get your we'll get your personal information and you yeah, actually we'll, just text us. Next time we'll come to you. You can join our meme chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you come to Missouri, definitely. Yeah, Dude, when we yeah, when you yeah. leave the state. I haven't left the state. No, I left in March. Anyways. So be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You can send us messages there, or you can email us at thispodcastislava at gmail.com. Um, you can, if you want to be on the podcast, we meet every Thursday at 7 p.m. Every other sometimes, whatever. Just, Just message me. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs, and we might give you an interview. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Podbean. So our guest here, Robert, he owns a uh, floral design shop business. He's a thing. wedding photographer. Uh, James is committed to post 100 posts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter dedicated entirely to him. Uh, be sure to go check him out and get married and hire him. James is also committed to buy 100 floral arrangements from Why me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, check out his channel because he's got some pretty his awesome channel. stuff on there. But yes, I do I do destination weddings as well. Oh, sweet. Yes, go. Get, so, hire him. Also, I'm a wedding photographer, so you know what? Two birds, one stone, two in the hand is better than one in the bush or something like that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> what really does that mean? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Say goodbye, Robert. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks a lot. Uh, bye, guys. Bye! <laughs>